the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We can talk about the stock market for sure. It's been a spooky, spectacular year. The Nasdaq's down 29%. It's 1% better than down 30%, and I'm standing by that. With that said, market's up in the last two years. We've gone through COVID. We've gone through supply chains. We've gone through Putin. This all will end. We will get all-time record highs. Am I promising it? it's going to be this year or next year? Nope. But you want to buy low, not high. S&P 500 is down 18%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is just down 9%. That feels pretty small, all things considered, no? 10-year Treasury has gone from 1.5% this year to a spooky, spectacular 4%. Bitcoin hasn't broken, but it's down 55% for the year. Sitting at 20695 What's scarier than Bitcoin? Spooky, spooky Halloween. Meta, down 70% for the year. Are we living through dot-com bust 2.0? It's a really good question because 2000, 2002 was the first dot-com bust. When companies like Pets.com went bye-bye. Webvan, bye-bye. GeoCities, bye-bye. We've been here. We've done this before. But man, what a stinker uh, Facebook laid last week. And it wasn't their business is great. It's the metaverse that's killing them. So it's a self-inflicted wound. And Wall Street's saying, Mark, you don't get it. And he doesn't get it. He's like, I don't get it. I'm going to spend more on the metaverse. His board of directors needs to Get his butt in, in like slap it, spank him. It's gonna be an interesting year ahead. Speaking of spooktacular, more than 40 years, American universities have been allowed to factor in race when deciding which applicants to admit. That could end soon. Supreme Court is hearing two separate cases trying to affirm. Affirmative action or take it away. One's from the University of North Carolina, one's from Harvard. I don't have a lot of smart thoughts there. I'm going to let you figure that one out for you. I can tell you there's a pro affirmative action camp, which includes universities and business groups. There's an anti affirmative action camp contending that UNC and Harvard are violating civil right laws by treating people differently due to the race. I'm no one-trick pony. I can't talk politics intelligently. 
Well, I guess I am a one-trick pony. I can talk money. Probably won't be a ruling until 2023. So it's going to be a spectacular year coming ahead. I'm more of a Halloween hit the thrift store kind of guy than I am a good way costume store. What type of investor are you? Are you more of a let's copy what Rob's thinking? Are you more of a let's use his thoughts to affirm my thoughts? Are you more of a I saw this guy on CNBC. I'm going to do what he says. What I want you to do is make your own costume. Make your own investments to accumulate your wealth. And most of the time, I'm going to say index funds, ETFs are the right way to go. You shouldn't do individual stocks at least until you have $100,000. You shouldn't do crypto at least until you have $100,000. And at that point in time, you want to save 5% in individual stocks and 5% into crypto? Fine. But stay mostly in index funds. This year, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Dolly Parton, Eminem, are going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Kind of cool when I think about that from a career standpoint. I'm not going to go down as KDOW's greatest of all time morning anchor. Yes, I actually am. But there's not going to be an award. For Cron TV, I'm not going to go down as the greatest Emmy Award winning financial planner in the morning. But yes, I actually am. My career is 25 plus years now. What's your career look like? Elsewhere out there today, feel like a comic book. Um, and in other places, Red Hot October it hit a cool down today on Halloween, the last day of the month, as we turn the calendar to November. It's the best October since 1976. That's kind of sweet, right? Um, and yet, when I tell you how the market's doing, you're like, yeah, it doesn't feel so good. But it also shows you that things can turn around pretty quickly. The added recognition of the Dow Jones Transportation Average, Russell 2000, S&P uh, mid-cap 400 are all on pace to record double-digit gains in October. I never get completely out of the market for this reason and this reason alone. It's time in the market, not timing the market that means so much. October has been a great month for stocks. Should we see a little bit of a pullback? Because we were oversold in September. Now are we overbought? We're basically two-thirds done with earnings season. Ooh, and this week we're going to get the Fed. One minute. The devil himself, Jerome Powell. The Federal Reserve has its open market committee meeting this week. It's a two-day affair. Love. Exciting and new. Starting tomorrow and concluding Wednesday with a policy announcement at 2 Eastern. So let's do the abacus. Duh, duh, left, right. Um, 11 o'clock Pacific on Wednesday. And that'll probably be the action of the week. So if you have any time to play, you're playing with the end of the month today. That's tough. That's tough. And then you're gambling on the Fed on Wednesday. This is not a big bet kind of week for me. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. 
That's robblack.com. Let's talk money investing and much, much more. See what's going on today. Shake things up as we need to. Tech earnings were a huge disappointment. Not a lot of relief on the horizon. Alphabet reported 27% decline in profits. Meta reported a 50% tumble. There was weakness amongst others like Microsoft and Amazon that was like the slowest in a long time, but not a massive drop of 27 and 50% in profit like Alphabet and Meta. Some of it was pulled forward, as we know, during the pandemic. Apple did okay. But there's a lot of bleak forecast for the next three months. When you invest, you're not looking for the next three months. You're looking for the next six plus months. Wall Street's a discounting mechanism, and it's telling you things are going to get tougher in 2023. If it's wrong, great. Right? If it's wrong, it's okay. Last week, Meta in particular turned heads on Wall Street. JP Morgan analysts said the heaps of cash Zuckerberg keeps throwing into the metaverse hasn't actually clarified what the business of the product's going to look like. We don't know. Right now, it looks like, hey, everyone, I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Come into the metaverse. And there's not enough people doing it to get any sort of buzz going. And you're talking about billions of dollars have already been lost or developed into. And we don't know what the vision is. It would be like giving a director of a movie a million dollar budget. And then after 10 million, the studios are like, hey, what's going on? And then after 20 million, the studios like, hey, 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 what are you making over there? We need to know. So if he's the director, we need to see the metaverse. And how is he going to monetize it? Are we going to have to wear big, clumsy headsets to get into it? Will people be willing to do it? And when you're throwing billions and billions into it, you better have a better plan. He seems to be a robot. He seems to be out of touch. When you look at CEOs, you want a CEO who's charismatic, in my opinion. A Steve Jobs who can say, this is going to be the greatest product ever. This is going to revolutionize the world. And he pulls out a brick. Everyone's like, what's this? And he starts tapping on it. And he goes, it's an iPod. But then he goes, but wait, there's more. It's a phone. And everyone's like, ah. They start losing their mind. Zuckerberg has none of that showmanship. (laughs) If Zuckerberg were in charge of a circus, it would be a very boring circus. There's nothing that he's not selling it. We're we're not buying into it. I, I think on some levels, can't we say the same thing on Apple now? Where Tim Cook has uh, his big event in September, where he's like, and we're going to be selling a lot of phones this year, and this is the newest one. It's bigger, better, better than the last year's one. We used to fall for that, but now we're like, yeah, kind of looks like last year's model. So every three years, Apple comes out with a evolution revolution where they change the design aggressively. Maybe it's gone from rounded to square. Maybe they're going more anime quality and the colors they're using. 
I can tell you there's 10 features on the iPhone that you don't even know how to use. 10 very useful. And if you put that phone in the hands of an 18-year-old, they're like, oh, look at this. You can do this, 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 this. But most of us don't care. We We invest in evolution, even though they have a revolution every three years. I think people are on more of a budget this year, especially as the year goes on. I've been making a conscious effort because I do the show. When I grocery shop for my family, I'm looking at the prices and going, whoa, that is a lot higher than a couple of years ago. Um, and it's not lost on me that people have budgets and they should have budgets and they have paychecks and they should not spend more than their paycheck. But inflation's high. Energy costs are an additional layer. I say stupid stuff on the show like, did you know that Rob Black only does laundry basically in the middle of the night and early morning before electricity rates go higher in the afternoon? <laughs> um, a family came over to visit me this weekend. Yes, Rob Black has family friends. I know it doesn't sound normal, but he does. And I crockpotted some chicken. And uh, the dad comes in the kitchen and he goes, oh, crockpot, we don't have one of those. We don't, we, we, wow, this is like, so I made like um, soft chicken. So we made chicken tacos, chicken sandwiches. There's barbecue sauce on this one. There's some lemon pepper on that one. <laughs> we had a nice day. But I can't hold back. And I go, yeah, I don't, I tried not to use my oven because it's like one of the things that sucks a lot of money from me. And I'm always trying to give financial lessons, even when I have friends over on a Saturday. It sucks being me. It sucks being married to me. Trust me. You do not want this life of millions and millions and millions of dollars. Only to hear your man of the house go, yeah, we 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 we, we dry our towels outside, the white ones. And like, yes, 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 yes. It's all about money because budgets are tight. Inflation's high. Energy costs are an additional layer on that. As we're preparing to wrap up the year, the not so greatest year, in my opinion. Twitter employees expect layoffs to begin very soon. Spooky. Man, have you heard about Twitter recently? Elon Musk took control, and there is a lot of use of the N word that wasn't there a couple weeks ago. Um, I'll probably quit Twitter because I find Elon Musk just to be, he's turning it into an. Uh, He's making decisions that are, are seems to be politically motivated and not necessarily engineering motivated. And I, I adore him for his engineering. But, you know, as a, a late night comedian said, Elon Musk paid $44 billion for Twitter. The second highest offer was zero. And I think that sums him up well. He's just braggadocious. And I don't want to have anything to do with that platform. And it stinks because it's a great news gathering platform. Maybe I'll come back to it one day, but um, I don't have time for hate and anger in any way, shape, or form. Uh, what else do we need to do? Amazon slashed another division in its attempt to cut cost. The company fired half of its AMP live radio division. They had to find roughly 150 people they would no longer... Uh, be there and they're going to take a severance 
or find jobs internally. I didn't even know amp live radio station was a thing. Worthy of note, right? Um, back to Elon Musk. Remember how he took over in the first day he walks in the building with a sink and he fired executives. Now we're starting to learn like he did it with cause to try to avoid payouts and unvested stock awards. Trying to say that he had justification. Do you see why I want to avoid him? It's a civil war. There's too many people that love him and there's too many people that hate him. And I, no one wins in a civil war. It's no one. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in November. Use the code EVENT25. Sign up for the event in Palo Alto, Elks Lodge at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. The average cost of a funeral in the United States is $7,300. Wow. It's like buying a small car or a used car, right? In the United States, funerals often cost hundreds. No, no. Thousands of dollars. That doesn't include flowers, things like obituaries, upgrades to celebrate your life. Um, I find that offensive. I jokingly say on radio and I tell my spouse, when I die, just grab a pair of my, one of my shoe boxes. I have big feet. I have size 14 feet. So I said, just bury me in a shoe box in the backyard. (laughs) There's a funny image there, right? Of a raccoon digging me up in the middle of the night and bringing my head into the house and having my dog 0110110 pull my head through the house and freaking out my kids. You should plan on your death. And if you can go the way of Costco, Costco sells coffins. Isn't that crazy? Planning your death is something no one wants to do. Um, And I find that unfortunate. Um, I've found the poem that I want read at my funeral and I don't really want a funeral. I want to get together and I want to send one last message to my children that I love them. Um, I don't really worry about the burial plot, the coffin and other services that come with the charges that you get hit on. I don't shop at Costco, but if I did, I'd buy a Costco coffin. And I'd buy it today and I'd get it out of the way. Would I keep it in my basement? No. I would figure out that angle elsewhere. I want to be cremated. Um, I find open caskets to be surreal. I think you all know my father passed away from cancer. Actually, I'd probably talk more a little bit more about my dad being an alcoholic and not being the best dad. I should probably talk a little bit more on occasion about his death. Because he was told... Five years outside of his death, he had a heart attack and he had um, lung cancer. That's when they found the lung cancer is when he had a heart attack. So they chop up his lungs and then he comes back four and a half years later. And when it comes back, they said, you will be dead in six months. And he was dead in six months. Um, Almost to the day. And it was kind of cool because he kind of got to plan for it. 
it was weird because it wasn't what I was thinking was going to be part of his plan. He got back into the Catholic church fast after skipping out of it for 20 plus years. He was raised that way, started a family that way, went to Vietnam that way. And then his eldest son got caught selling marijuana and made the newspaper and he kind of gave up being a dad. Dropped out of the church, stopped believing. There's, I don't care about wood caskets. I don't care about metal caskets. At Costco, you can get a, a coffin for $1,100 to $1,500, which is way cheaper than your mom and pop shop down the road. Here's the weirdest part about death. When my dad, they told him he would have six months left to live. You know when he died? Um, his desk was just filled with paper. In my last six months, I want to whittle down all my paperwork to nothing. I want to hand it all over to the spouse. If I know I have six months, I'm going to go out clean as a whistle. I hope you do too, because it's a lot of pressure on a family who survives to go through your, your crap, to go through your insurance payments, to go through your life insurance. Like for instance, after my father died, I was in charge of his desk and his desk at home had it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It had probably, uh, how do you, I, 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 I can't even explain it. Uh, reams of printer paper. I would say 40 reams of paper on his desk. No, that's too much. 10 reams. And I had to go through every individual bill. Instead of helping my mom mourn, um, I had a brother that was in charge of getting my dad in Arlington Cemetery. Turns out it was going to be about six weeks to get in because it was winter, the ground was frozen, and there was a backlog of people. So we're like, we're going to move him to the local church. So his wish was to be buried at Arlene Cemetery, and we're like, he can haunt us if he wants to. We're not waiting six weeks to bury him. Too long to stay above the ground, in my opinion. Um, And he didn't want to be cremated, so he kind of honored some of it, but not all of it. So anyway, the funeral home... I got to touch my dad's body for the last time with my family. Like he's just laying there. He's dead. He doesn't look like your dad. He looks like your grandfather because he's gone through cancer and it's aged him so badly. And, uh, it's not a fun experience. So if you walk away with anything today, think about the fact that Costco sells coffins for a reason to save money. Think about no one really cares if you're buried in, uh, Kiss. Gene Simmons is bringing you the best in coffins. Be buried in style. Um, you don't need any glamorous upgrades. You don't need metal. You don't need teeth. At one point in time, when I was like 20, for maybe a day or two, for maybe a day or two, I had this idea of like, when I die, I want dragons fighting each other tattooed on my body. Because that's what they did in, in feudal Japan to keep the evil spirits away. And then like two days later, I'm like, I'm, I've outgrown that phase. I don't want that anymore. But there's kind of a fun, you know, mythology that you can create in your head. If the devil's coming to get your soul, can you keep them out with magical tattoos? The answer is no. And then I'm like, I'm not going to pay people to tattoo my dead body. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. But death is expensive. And it's the final part of what we do on the show is we want to get you to retirement so you can live it from age 60 to 100. Love your children. Love your children's children. Show your children's children the better parts of life because their parents are doing the 
tougher parts of life and educating them. Be a great grandparent. Um, my spouse had the greatest grandfather ever, and I never got to meet him. But he would hold two hands out for his two granddaughters. Both of them had $5 bill, $10 bill. And whichever hand you picked, you won. Both of them had full-size candy bars. Whichever hand you pick, you won. Made the granddaughters feel special. If you think I do this show because it's about millions of dollars in Lamborghinis and Playboy models, (laughs) that's certainly a part of it. But the bigger part is to get you to retirement so that you can be a great grandparent. If that's something in your wheelhouse, you get it. Anyway, um, Costco sells coffins. Did you know? And you could prepay for your funeral today. And I think some people should think about that because when it's time for you to die, it's time to celebrate your life, not go through the process of death, the business of death. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So one of the things that's always interests me is how money works. And for Halloween, money works in a funny way. Um, one of the very first horror movies um, was 1922, Nosferatu. And um, it freaked people out. And rightfully so, because people weren't really ready to see things on screens, because <clears throat> that seemed magical enough. But the legacy of Nosferatu and its significant impact on the history of the vampire lore and cinema isn't lost on me. And we're telling the same old story. Is it really a hundred years later? Close. 1929. <clears throat> the original film came out in 1922, but in the United States, 1929. So 1922, you can jump up and see it's 2022. So he's a hundred years old in cinema. You could look at Florence Stoker. The widow of Bram Stoker successfully sued the production company for copyright infringement. Is that really a thing? Did that really happen? It did. Nosferatu stole the intellectual property rights from Dracula, which was 1897. They changed the name. They changed the locations. But the essence of it was stolen. It was a Dracula knockoff. Um, some amazing makeup. If you take a look at Nosferatu, played by Max Trek, Count Orlock has a striking rat-like appearance with pointed ears and bucked fangs. Um, I remember my first run-in with this film going, I want to do that. Hollywood and Netflix, which is weird to say because I think Netflix is kind of like Hollywood light. They don't make movies quite like Hollywood. So every year Netflix comes out with Halloween content during October. Some of it's really, really good. Like the house on haunting hell and things like that. Just fantastic television. Like when you look at what's on ABC, NBC, CBS, you go, that's crap compared to what's on Netflix. But when you look at movies compared to Netflix, you're like, Netflix is crap compared to what happens in movies. But everyone could kind of agree that we all love a good horror movie and that Hollywood loves a good horror movie because typically, did you know Kevin Bacon's first movie was Friday the 13th? 
and he's got a daughter now who is in a horror movie and he's like like daughter like father and he's all stoked about it she's a really good actress um but changing the page, why does why does Wall Street love it? Because it's cheap. You can pay Kevin Bacon before he's Kevin Bacon. You see what I'm saying? Um, the budget's dirt cheap. A lot of no names. A lot of good looking people. Um, you could be smart about it and be like Friday the Thirteenth and have a killer who wears a bag on his head <laughs> or a hockey mask. Ain't nothing on costuming cost there, is there? Um, but it's the production cost that I like. There's studies out that I was reading over the weekend that discuss how horror movies could actually calm your anxiety. So, little confession: this one I've never shared on air. I loved horror movies growing up. I loved horror books. Um. But the movies, my first R movie, my first couple of R movies were things like Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, I was stoked. I don't know if it made me a man because that's not the right way thing to say, but it was definitely part of that change in my body where I was no longer trick or treating. I was hanging out with my buddies watching Chucky. I was hanging out with my buddies watching Friday the Thirteenth. I've got a great story. It's inappropriate for here, but um, I have older brothers, and <laughs> when me and my friend, okay, I'm telling half of the story. We're watching a movie. Uh, we're eating popcorn. It's on Showtime. I think back 1984-ish, 1983, maybe. And uh, the TV sits in front of a big glass door. And my brother David and his friend decide to plaster themselves against that door outside the home. But in, a, in my vision, as I'm staring at the TV and my friend's staring at the TV, he about keeled over and died. And it's one of those memories from my childhood that I'll never, ever forget. If you can take the spooky, um, try. So, Sosie Bacon. I know you're saying, Kevin Bacon named his daughter Sosie? Yeah, that's kind of a weird one. Uh, is in Paramount Smile? Which I enjoyed. I watched it and it didn't scare me. It was well done. It played on a lot of things that uh, make us all uncomfortable. Pretty good performance. Can you imagine having a kid? You're an actor and your kid decides to go into acting. Not exactly the safest of professions. It's a glamorous profession for those who succeed. But for those who succeed, 98, 99% never see the light of day. 800 516 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Election Day is close. Speaking of spooktacular, what's at stake with Selection Day? I used to, and this is where I've been in this business too long, because what I'm saying has to change, I think. I used to think gridlock was good. I used to think it's okay to run through a couple cycles of Republican. It's okay to run through a couple cycles of Democrat. Now it feels like we're going to war. A divided government is most likely the outcome in November, with most polls suggesting Republicans will regain House of Representatives. Republicans also have a slimmer but still serious chance of winning the control of the Senate. And that gives Biden two years of doing nothing, and that's called gridlock. Gridlock's not the worst thing in the world, but what I fear now is 
if the Republicans get the Senate, if they get control of Congress, is a better way of saying this, it's just going to be turned into a, it's, instead of helping Americans, <laughs> instead of figuring out the future, I believe the children are our future. Um, it may just turn into, let's impeach him because he impeached us. If we get into a battle of let's impeach every president, we've lost sense of, of forward. History favors the GOP, at least in the House. The sitting president's party has gained House seats during the midterms only three times since 1934. So essentially, you have a Democrat as president, and the people who make the most noise are the people who are the squeaky wheels. And squeaky wheels are the opposition of what's in power. So let me repeat that. History favors the GOP. The sitting president's party has gained House seats during the midterms only three times since 1934. That's insane statistics. I like insane statistics. Like, Did you know the market goes up and hits too high seven out of ten years? If that doesn't comfort you, I don't know what will. I've confessed on the show that I like watching baseball um, because I fall asleep typically by the third inning of every single game. It calms me down looking at statistics. And baseball is just statistics to me. Um, I don't want to see a bat flip. I don't care. I don't want to see a manager thrown out. I don't care. I want to see a guy who's hitting 300 strike out seven straight times. And I'm like, he's due. He's due. And that's a bad example, but you get the idea. A pitcher who has an ERA of 2.4. He allows 2.4 runs throughout the year, sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes two. He ends at 2.4. And here he is in the first inning giving up a run. You're like, ooh, that doesn't look good for him. Or he's going to shut down now. Anyhow, um, you got to be paying attention to the elections. It's a lot of gridlock in a Republican scenario. An ill an all democratic scenario is where the action would be, and you'd say we're going to spend a lot of money. Um, this was here's how crazy our country is right now. A friend of mine moved from Marin, very democrat, very liberal part of the world, to the mountains, not to the mountains, but to Roseville. Um, Auburn is the actual right area, very Republican. And they went to a Halloween party this weekend, and he said, I said, so how's the integration going with, you know, the Democrats meeting the Republicans? Do they hate California? Do they hate the Bay Area people who are moving 45 miles away to get cheaper housing, which is what he did? And he goes, pretty much so. Uh, I was at a party, and one dad was explaining to his kids, like, on Halloween, you, do you want to pay the Republican tax, or do you want to pay the Democrat tax? And his kid's like, we want the Republican tax. And then dad throws out 100 pieces of candy. And he says, Democrats, they're going to take 45 of your candies. Republicans, they're going to take 20. And you keep the rest. And I'm like, that's funny. We've become so political that we're teaching our children to be like us or not like us by how we explain candy. And I told my friend, I would jump in at that point in time and say, or you can choose the KGB option where it's the Candy Grabbers Bureau, it's communism. The KGB will take a piece of your candy and give it to the kid who has no candy. And he'll take a piece of your candy and give it to the rich person who has candy. And he'll take a piece of your candy 
like he'll spread the wealth. So I thought I was funny. He thought I was funny, but I get the feeling I wouldn't be liked in Auburn for bringing up communism. <laughs> I'm not a communist. I don't know why that segment went off rails, but it did. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. I really, really appreciate it. This morning on Cron, I'm going to be dressed up. If you get a chance to watch, I will post it at Rob Black's show. I'm going to be a special rock and roll character. It's coming. Find it at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.